I, I, there, I have three comics, three graphic novels that, that truly impressed me. Uh, and there was, there was actually some really good stuff that came out this year, but, um, there were three things that, that really got me and, and on a couple different levels. Uh, the first was, um, the, the graphic novel adaptation of recording all right hey everybody welcome back to another episode of badass mofo i am your co-host david f walker and i'm your co-host shauna wolo and uh i've sort of we it feels like we've been slacking a bit more i know that we've we've only we've been dropping episodes trying to drop episodes every other week but uh maybe it's just that sort of year-end drag it feels like it's been months. Has it been months since we recorded well, an episode? It, it hasn't been months. We actually okay. have recorded an episode uh, that went out to the people uh, in December. Okay. Um, but, you know, here we are at the year end. And, and I also think this is special because this is sort of the, the uh, we talked with our producer and this is the, the cap to what we consider to be the first season. And, uh, and then we're going to sort of go on to a, a, hi- a hiatus uh, in 2021 for a little bit. Re- revamp the show a little bit. A couple of ideas that, you know, after our first year that we have. Uh, thanking everyone that's listened to it and supported it and given us positive encouragement. Um, and then we're going to come back in 2021 with a, a sort of a season two, if you will, um, with a lot of improvements and a lot of things that we've been meaning to do that we're now going to take a break and, 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 and activate and put in, in, into the show. And, and the first improvement is this, uh, is this new microphone that uh, Andrew, our, our producer, like threw at me like it was a rock. Because, <laughs> you know, because of social distancing. So he just sort of slowed the car down and threw it at the car and then shouted, use this microphone. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's a good thing. So we got that. Sounds yeah, great. yeah, yeah, most definitely. And these new this new headset too, which is good. So, um, I'm feeling good. And and how are you? How was your uh, before we jump into it? How was your how was your Christmas holiday? How was that? The holiday was great. I mean, you know, still a little bit strange as zooming people that would normally be in the house, uh, like my oldest daughter. But um, but it was cool. And you know, one of the big surprises for me under the tree was that my wife had. Uh, reached out to you and procured me a copy of uh, the Anarchist poster book. Uh, so oh, so yes. I, I was shocked. I was like, oh, what's this? I unwrapped it. I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm glad it got there in time, man. I was because you're on my friends and family list. So if, I, if that list hasn't gone out yet, man, the, it was it was other folks who like, I, I I prioritized. People but, should um, be jealous. I got my I got my copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a that that was that's been a trip, man. Because um, I you know I I joke about this online a bit on social media about the United States Postal Service and and the service that they've um, been providing the last we'll say eight or nine months, which has been spotty at best, right? Yeah. And and I just have to share this because I this is. Like I actually had somebody who's a postal employee, like send me an email and they were pissed off at like how I was like capping on the, on the post office, right? the post office. Yeah. And I was like, you know, okay, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I, I, I get it. 
Um, I, you know, I'm just joking. It's not that bad. And then I, I then uh, the other day I got a bill in the mail from the IRS, right? Right. Um, you know, your your taxes are past due. Da 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 da. And I was like, you know, what the fuck? So because I just paid like a lot of money to the IRS, right? I'd, I'd written a check and I, I sent it like priority certified just to make sure it would get there on time. And it should have taken two days. Yeah. And it took three and a half weeks for that, for that check to arrive. So it arrived after the due date of when the check was due, when the payment was due. So now I'm stuck with like, I want to say, like the interest and the penalties. And, and I just, I'm like, yo, it's, um, the, the post office should pay this. But anyway, right. that, that was just me, you know, complaining for a moment. And uh, now let's get to the heart of the matter, man. Yeah. Let's get into the subject of this year, of this final episode of our first season, which is also our final episode of 2020. And uh, we're going to break it down, right? We're going to talk about, we're going to do something that a lot of people I think are afraid to do. We're going to talk about the best of 2020. We're going to talk about all right. the good stuff that happened in 2020. You've got your top three, and I've got my top two list. And uh, <laughs> I, I think it's actually a bit more than that. So, um, yeah, I, we, we talked about this before as we were planning out this episode. And, and um, we just thought it would be interesting to try to end the year on a, you know, I guess on a, a the glass is half full sort of, sort of, uh, vibe you know yeah, yeah. so uh, let's 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 jump into it what what are what are you what what is some of the best things of 2020 whatever it is it can be abstract it can be concrete it could be a movie that you watch it could be a book that you got it or it could just be something that you experience learn something happened let's let's break this down son let's break it down yeah you know um so it's interesting i mean here we are in 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 these interesting COVID times, and and what are some of the what are some of the really cool things that have come out? So you know, for for me, one of the really I I mean I do I think it's a really cool device. Obviously, we're overusing it out of necessity right now, but um, I think one of the best of twenty twenty is 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 Zoom, uh, uh, something that I wasn't using at all that I'm now using and realizing the value of it beyond the fact, the necessity of how we're using it now. Like the ability for me uh, in the future to have a device where I can stay connected to family easier in a way that I didn't consider before, right? Like Thanksgiving happens and you sort of, you make, you make your phone calls, but you don't think, now I'm more like to think, oh, Zoom, so I can actually see people's faces for five minutes. Uh, while they're eating turkey, you know, in, 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 in wherever they're at. And I'm eating turkey where I'm at. So that was one of those things where I just felt like, yeah, you know, I, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword for people because you're always on it all the time. You can get sick of it. But, but man, yeah, I, 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 it's something that I never thought of that I'm like, okay, I could see myself like, you know, when we're back to a, some whatever normal is, um, still using this more on a personal level. To stay yeah. with people beyond just picking up the phone. Because I do think it's a better communication device than the phone or even FaceTime once you get into it and some of the things that you can do. That's pretty good. I, I, you know, mine, and this hit me a couple nights ago, and this, this might seem a little unorthodox, but um, 
I, you know, with, with a, a lot more time on my hands than, than I would have cared to have, I've been really studying comics again, like, like really getting deep into it, taking a deep dive on, on older comics, especially, and, and going through some stuff in my collection and, and really developing an appreciation for the stuff that came in the past, especially stuff uh, from like the 1950s and 60s EC comics, um, you know, publications like that. Uh, they did Mad Magazine, Warren did uh, Creepy and Eerie. And, um, and, as, and I started this really early on, um, you know, like March, April, just doing what I, I sort of call a deep dive of the classics. And and as a result, I started creating new challenges for myself creatively. Uh, one of them was to be able to tell better stories in less space. And uh, and I there's um, I'm part of an anthology that's coming out early 2021. It's a six page story, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably the best thing I've ever written. And and by that, one of the things that makes it so great is that the art is so phenomenal that you're not even going to notice that somebody wrote it. And, and that's sort of the thing, you know, when, when you, when you do comics, your, your, your only, your writing can only be as good as the art. And, and sometimes if you're lucky, the art is better than the writing. So it, it was, and I don't think I could have gotten there creatively if I hadn't, you know, I guess for lack of a better term, if I hadn't had so much time on my hands, um, it was, you know, I was going back and, and looking at, old collections that I hadn't looked through in years and really looking through with a different set of eyes. You know, when you get older, it, it can be, I've been doing that also listening to music with a different set of ears, watching some older movies with, you know, through a different lens. And, and so if, if nothing else, I've really developed an appreciation for some of the things I wouldn't say that I took for granted, but um, maybe that I didn't study as closely as I should have or could have whatever, but now I'm there. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I mean, there are, there's, there's those things that, you know, you sort of stand out. And another one for me, and I think this happened early on in, 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 in the COVID pandemic, um, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, released a surprise album, I'm going to say maybe like a, a month into, into being at home. And, uh, and it's amazing. It's one of the best albums musically that, that I, I heard this year. Probably the best. It's the, you know, really, if we're talking about the best for me, it was really a standout. Um, accentuated his, his, his genius. And at some point I was like, man, this guy writes, he acts. Yeah, yeah. And like, <laughs> like, like for fun, he does an album that like has songs that are reminiscent of Prince, like good Prince. Like, like, okay. you know, like, you know, like, hey, are you Gagano? You just in your basement? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, let me just knock this out real quick. Um, and so, yeah, that's one of my, um, in the music category, that is my my best of 2020. You know, that's interesting because I, I don't have a best of 2020 musically. I, I feel really that if there's one pop culture area that I'm remiss in, it, it's been listening to new music. I, I have been listening to a ton of old stuff. Um, and, and in some cases, I don't even know what I'm listening to because I, I just like will put on, you know, a, a jazz mm -hmm. station and just listen. Um, I, I, there's two shows, though, 
that that really were highlights of the year for me uh, on on two very different levels. The uh, one was very personal, and the other was just sort of nostalgic childhood level. I'll start with the nostalgic childhood level, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Is uh, is the Mandalorian season two? Um, I am probably the not the the most loyal of Star Wars fans. That's true. I, <laughs> I uh, I'm notorious for not for not much caring for uh, the vast majority of Star Wars stuff. And and Sean and I talk about this a lot. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff. I've seen all the movies, um, but I haven't watched you know some of the the Clone War shows and, and all those things. Um, and, but Mandalorian season two was, was so impressive to me that I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to go back and, and start watching some of this stuff, not just in terms of a lot of it was the technical stuff, the special effects, all that. But I just had, I, I, it's been a long time since I've had that much fun watching anything. And, um, so yeah, Mandalorian was, was one of them. And the other thing, which was, a um, more of a personal thing than anything else, but, but was a show that I absolutely loved on Hulu is a show called Woke. And, uh, and it's a show created by an old friend of mine, Keith Knight, who I've known for maybe 25 years or so. And um, it, it debuted this year. And, and I was a little slow to watch it because, you know, when you got a friend who does something yeah. and, and like, like you're worried, like, yo, this, what if this sucks, man? Because we've been there. Right. We, we've been there in one capacity or another. And, and so I, I was a little slow to watch it. And I finally got around to watching it and was just was so happy with what uh, with the final outcome. But but then on a personal level, really happy for Keith, because um, when you're when you're fortunate enough to, to have creativity be part of your life and and maybe even be that thing you make money off of in some capacity, make a living off of um, there's you, not everybody gets to go to that next level, you know, not everybody gets to go there. And, and he, he, he went there and, and he, you know, he, he hit the ball out of the park and, you know, the whole team he worked with. So I, I just was like, you know, everybody talking about how bad 2020 has been and all these things. And, and I'm like, there's a lot, there's good stuff. Um, and there's good stuff that happens to people too. So that, that was it for me. I really like, I can't emphasize enough how much, especially after I, I watched the final episode, I was just sort of walking around for a couple of days, feeling really good about just about everything, which is really tough to do these yeah. days. Um, yeah, it's interesting. When I think of TV, uh, I'm going to throw three in the ring. Um, you know, Mandalorian for, for, for sure. Um, yeah. That was, you know, I mean, anyone that knows me knows the type of Star Wars guy I am. Uh, yeah, I was giddy. You're, you're what I call a Star Wars apologist. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's difficult <laughs> sometimes to know if, if what you're talking about is true or not. And right, yeah. <laughs> is that really good or what? Yeah, no, I, I know. I know. I know. Um, I did that with every single one of the new movies, by the way. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, that was pretty good. And then like two days later, I was like, that was horrible. Um, uh, so I'm not even going to throw that in the ring. What I'm going to say is, is, uh, this first one, I'm shocked that this was also on President Obama's best list as well. And I'm like still struggling to see him, uh, watching this because I I put Obama on this pedestal. 
and this show, as good as it is, is like depraved at times. But The Boys season two is so good at being a world of poorly foul acting superheroes. <laughs> kind of takes what they did in the first season and just elevates it. To, and there's points where you're watching, you're like, yeah, I can't believe they just showed that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really, really good. It was really enjoyable. One of those things that you, I just was like, glad when it came back, binged it, um, you know, just kind of put me in a, in a, in a, in a good mood. Um, so that's one. Another one on Disney Plus for me was Black is King, Beyonce's um, music special. And a lot of that for me was just, it was great to see this, this huge superstar spend money in Africa and Nigeria and bring pieces of, of, of my Nigerian culture and heritage to a mainstream a, a, a point of view, from the wardrobe uh, to, to, to the dancing. And because I know people that were involved in making that, it was like, it was, it was authentic. Like she really went there with Jay-Z and they really spent money in the community to do those things. And the community benefited as well as making this great piece of art. And thirdly, and I just watched this and it, it's, it's amazing, but also at the same time, uh, uh, bittersweet. But Netflix's um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is a masterclass in acting from everyone involved, but especially Chadwick Boseman. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that he will probably get nominated posthumously for an Oscar for this. But I watched it and, and by the end I was in tears, not so much from his performance that was amazing, but because I was like, this guy had all the gifts in his craft and it's, it's just, he's just gone way, way, way too soon. Um, but it was amazing. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. In part, you know, it just debuted uh, a few days ago, and and also I just I don't know if I'm emotionally ready. You yeah, know what I'm I, saying I, I, don't... I, I I can understand that too, and I can say take your time because that's a valid that's a valid you know uh, persona. But but both him and Viola Davis, um, and I didn't know a lot about Ma Rainey and her history, and of course one of those things that afterwards I'm like going rack and looking about her and Bessie Smith and sort of the early days of the blues and. And yeah, yeah, it's it's um amazing character, amazing piece of history, but just yeah, those two tour de force, but especially especially him is just um and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit tough because you watch it and he's and it's a fairly physical role and you're like, man, this guy was sick. He was six months from from passing away, and this yeah. is this is not an easy role to do. So, I will uh, I I will be watching that in the next few days. I um. I, I there I have three comics, three graphic novels that that truly impressed me, uh, and there was there was actually some really good stuff that came out this year, but um, there were three things that that really got me and and on a couple different levels. Uh, the f first was um, the the graphic novel adaptation of uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five, which was just visually was just one of the most brilliant graphic novels I've ever seen. And uh, the Ryan North did the, did, wrote it. I'm trying to remember who drew it. Of course, I don't have it in front of me, but I was so blown away by how, um, what an amazing job they did of, of adapting such an amazing novel. And, and it's one of those things like, I'd like to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have the opportunity to adapt 
uh, a book that means a lot to me uh, into this this medium that also means a lot to me. And, and it really got me thinking about, okay, how do I go about doing that? How do I find a publisher who's willing to do it? How do I find an artist to draw it? How do I find, um, you know, all of those things to put it into play and, and what that book would be. I know what that book would be. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be because house five thing it's like up oh, it's been done now okay um then the uh there was a uh a, a, a graphic novel came out uh about kent state about the the killings uh when the national guard killed the, the students at kent state by uh uh derf or i, I um who also did my friend Dahmer. And that's a, an incredible work of nonfiction in, in the graphic novel medium. And I was just blown away by that. And then the third one was, um, was Adventure Man by uh, Matt Fraction and, and Terry Dodson, which just came out, the, the collection of that came out. Um, not only is the art amazing, not only is the story great, but the actual packaging of the book in terms of like the size, the dimension, the paper. Um, I, I know Matt and, and Matt is one of those guys who like actually will research the paper, right? Not just the paper, like the tree that the paper came from right. and where the ink was made. And, um, and just holding this book in my, like I bought the, the floppies when it came out, it was the, the first four issues. And I love those. Um, but those were, those were four comic books. They were, they were regular size comics. This is slightly oversized. And when I look at it, and it's the same thing with Slaughterhouse-Five and the same thing with, with Kent State. Um, these are all three that creatively uh, are, 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 in one way or another, I aspire to these three levels of creativity. Mm -hmm. and, and I still, uh, I marvel at, at what they did and, and the fact that, um, you know, that in, in Matt's case, you know, I, I know the guy, you know, yeah. and that just felt great. That felt like I, 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 I don't know if it was, if it's because of the pandemic itself and, and, and the fact that, you know, everybody has had difficult moments over the past year. Um, I've always been the sort of person who basks in, in my, my friends' victories and their accomplishments, but they feel even better now, you know, it's like, like you see somebody do a good job with something. Um, and it's just like, cause it feels like that it was that much harder to get quality work done. You know, um, at least it was for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I'm not just thinking of, was there anything that stood out to me in comics that I really, really enjoyed And And I knew that I enjoyed a ton of stuff, but, um, but at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything that really, I mean, there's a couple of story arcs. I mean, the, 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 for once, the, the Vader comic book that Marvel launched and sort of has a story arc where what happens to him after he tells Luke is, you know, that he's his son and he goes on sort of a, you know, how did this happen? Who hit, who hit him from me type of thing? And I kind of was like, oh, wow. Like, I usually don't like any of these Marvel Star Wars comics, but this is <laughs> an interesting exploration of like, yeah, he's got to be mad that like everyone kind of hid, <laughs> hid the truth from him. Um, but I think a lot of it for me was just like there was that huge moment with the pandemic when um, when everything sort of shut down and there were no comics. And, 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 and I still think it's like the distribution is getting 
is still is still trying to get healthy again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that still hasn't come out that was supposed to come out, or it's a little bit sporadic all over the place. Um, so I just didn't find anything that where I was like, whoa. But there, but there's a, but I do think there's a lot of good stuff out there. And 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 to your point, um, I'm glad for all of it, honestly. Like like when I go to the, I mean, just not having it and then being able to go back to the comic store on Wednesday and see new books and know that. Um, that represents you, that represents, you know, friends of ours that are artists that are back to work and, you know, and able to, able to do what they love, you know? So yeah, I'm appreciative of all of it. Yeah, no, I, I feel like, you know, I know a lot of people who uh, have, have managed to be productive and be creative during this time. I also know a lot of people who like just kind of shut down and, yeah. and, and it got really difficult. I've had, I've been somewhere in between the two. I've had prolific moments and then I've had just stunted moments and 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 you and I talked about this you've been great at giving me pep talks and and I hope that I've you know given you something other than a headache you know <laughs> uh but it's 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 been really interesting and and I think you know one of the things that that you know as we as we get ready to wrap up this episode one of the things that that you were talking about zoom and it's funny because I'm, I am one of those people who complains about Zoom fatigue, um, you know, teaching part-time, I was teaching online, right. and it, it was really difficult to teach online, but one of the things that, that has happened is that there's, you know, for me, there's, a, there's some friends of mine who, who've always been good friends, but that friendship has, has gone to another level, and it's, it's one thing, like, if you've got you know, you and I, we've got friends that are on the other side of the country, in some cases on the other side of the world. So staying in touch with them is, is, you know, is a little bit more of a challenge. But in the last nine, 10 months, like somebody could live down the street and it's still a challenge, you know, you, there's, there's so much to take into consideration. And, and my appreciation for everybody in my life has definitely grown exponentially. And, um, and again, you know, it's, it's one of the things that you and I talked about before we even started recording this show was like, I'm, I'm personally trying my hardest to, to end this year on a positive note, thinking yeah. about things positively because it, I've, I've spent too much time. Oh, this sucked. That sucked. This is like, okay. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Because, because yeah. we're, we're still facing certain challenges going into the new year and, and there's always going to be challenges. So to me, it's like, finding something that really, you know, that, that resonates with you. And, and, and going back to what we were talking about, some of our best of things or some of the good things that happened, you know, for me, it was like, you know, watching the Mandalorian calling you up, talking about it. And you're like, okay, yeah, well, you know, check out these episodes of this right. show. Right. Um, I was going through, when I was going through some of these old comics or these old collections, I should say of, uh, of various stuff, um, fantagraphic, Books has put out these these hardcover collections that focus on individual artists who are working for EC in the fifties, and I had a couple of those. Um, but like now, there's there's so many in the series that like that's what I treat myself to. You yeah. know, it's like okay, I've got the I got the Bernard Krigstein one. Now I've got the 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 Jack Davis one. Okay, I got this Wally Wood one. Okay, ooh, no, let me get this Joe Orlando one. And man, I've just been I've I found. I'm finding ways to, to uh, I guess, soothe myself a little bit more 
than, yeah. than I probably would have in the past. And, um, and that feels good, you know, and, 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 and again, I feel like if you can find something that makes you feel good or something that can put you in a positive mind state, man, run with it, you know, take it for all it's worth. Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, no, that's like I said, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, there was a moment when, um, my old grade school in the Canaan country school, we, um, we did a zoom, you know, we've all been on Facebook friends together, but, but like I said, to have a medium that's beyond FaceTime where you can have like 30 people on a call and faces, um, it was really cool. Cause we were already sort of a close, close bit bunch, but to see everyone's face and, and Martin Epps show up from Canada and I'm down here and, and guys that I hadn't talked to since, uh, you know, I was 16, but still thought of them fondly and, everyone's got kids or doesn't have kids or dealing with whatever. And so it was just great. It was great stuff. Um, Martin Epps. Martin Epps. Uh, man, I haven't seen Marty in 1995 was the last time I saw him. That was the last time I talked to him too. I mean, we're friends on, on, on social media, but um haven't seen him in a long time. I'd like to, uh, maybe I should try to do that. There's some people that I haven't, yeah, it's, 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 it, that's what I'm saying. It could be interesting. Yeah. And we probably, you know, yeah, you know, like I said, it's, it, you know, the, 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 the good thing is we've talked about some positives here in 2020, but yeah, by no means are we entering 2021 and everything's going to be gravy. It's, we're going to yeah. be seven months in before we, you know, for a vaccine <laughs> needle hits our skin. So it's going to be more of the same, but we just got to keep trucking and, and, and keep looking for the positives and, and you and I have talked about, you know, the, the stuff that we have to do with draped media and put our nose to the grindstone and, and we'll do it and, and, and make the best of, of, of 2021. And, uh, and so th- with that in mind, as we're wrapping up, I, 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 I want to make a, a public announcement that I have not made yet to, other, uh, to anybody other than like two people. Um, so 2021 will be the 25th anniversary of Badass Mofo. The show that you're listening to now started out as as a zine that I created. Uh, I created it in 95, but the first issue didn't come out until 96. And uh, I had a I had a close to a decent 10 year run of um, of actually publishing physical magazines and 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 various other strange little publications. And and that you know, we've managed, I've managed to keep that brand alive. And now that you and I, Sean, are doing this, this podcast, we're still keeping the brand alive. But um, I've decided to put out something that, that honors the, the 25th anniversary of, of this, um, of this thing that really has had a profound impact on my life in so many positive ways. And, and so that it'll be, uh, you know, a fair amount of, of old stuff that's been out of print, but there's some new stuff too. And I'm really excited. Um, the, the, the scheduled release date will be June of 2021 though. Uh, there, there'll be a Kickstarter to at least fund part of it that will launch in all likelihood in, in sometime in early February. And I, I feel yeah. Now the best part is I got to dig through these old shoe boxes. I think I have some, some old photographs of, of like conventions in the late nineties, oh, no. early two thousands. No. Yes. In, including, <laughs> uh, so, so, oh, no. Some photos with, uh, with the, with the infamous wig, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, people are in for a treat. 
I knew you meant you said the commencement. I was like, that's where he's going. Yeah. You, know, you know what? Let's do it, man. Like, you know, th those are the things you look back now and you're like, back in the past, you're like, David, lose those photos. How you don't don't burn those. And now you're like, yeah, I wish I could go back there. You know, that was that was a, that was a fun time. Well, you know, and it's interesting too because I I was one of the things I talk to my students about is. Uh, you know, as, as individuals and as creatives, we, we grow and, and we outgrow the things of our past. We all look back on things with a certain amount of shame, whether it's our high school photos or that, that comic book that we did when right. we were in eighth grade. And, and I, I don't believe in running and hiding from that stuff anymore. And when I really think about all the things that came to me in my life, because I made that decision to start this publication, mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't be who I am today. We wouldn't be doing this show today if it wasn't yeah. for that. So Very this true. is this is really um, this is me giving a gift to you know the the version of me 25 years ago, and and actually saying you know I guess for lack of a better term, saying you know thanks for being like naive enough and <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and arrogant enough to, to to do something like this, and and so. It's going to be really fun. There's going to be some really fun, exciting stuff. And we'll talk more about it as we get into the second season. So yes. with that in mind, you know, I just want to thank everybody who's been checking out the first season of Badass Mofo. We will be back pretty soon. We're just going to get our wits about us. And, and as Sean will uh, attest, there are some things that David Walker hasn't gotten done yet that he is promised his business partner and his agent and his lawyer and uh, a whole bunch of other people that he would get done. And I need to focus on that stuff over the next uh, month or so. Amen to that. But yeah, you know what? There'll be a lot more to look forward to in 2021 from Badass Mofo. So with that, thank you, Mr. Walker. For thank you, Mr. Blessing us with your presence every episode. And uh we will see everyone in the new year. Happy New Year, everyone.